0: Forget Sam Smith. Forget about these uptight conservatives. I say here and now that we worship in the house of cancel me, baby. And yes, I will take on the responsibility as your leader. Okay, today we are going to be talking about and trying to make sense of yet again, this convoluted Twisty, mess up culture and society and media that is constantly hooting and hollering, barking in our ears and badgering our beings, trying to nitpick everything, tell us how to feel about everything to the point where we can no longer be entertained. We can no longer just enjoy things for the sake of whether it be you know sexuality or cultural commentary, and instead our minds are in a voice Blender, like the brainbusters that we had never asked for, and the three examples we got the trifecta in the house today. All right, so hands together in prayer um, as we worship—or don't actually—Sam Smith at the Grammys. Okay, Netflix's new people about racial commentary, and last but not least, going out with the bombshell, my girl an icon pam pam anderson her new doc her new memoir her new comments on me too that stand the test of time it is going down today and let the church say amen okay sam smith okay this is where conservative and i know I know that because I am the ever-present all-knowing Taylor, right? I am there. I am in your bed with you at night, and you don't even know it, all right? That's why you've been having such a great old time. No, But these conservatives, like, I know you guys, some of you listen to my show, and I love you, but this is where y'all play into your stereotype like we talk about stereotypes on this show and you know sometimes let's acknowledge them sometimes you know truth hurts right (laughs) truth hurts and i know you know it's not cool to stereotype people but sometimes it just is what it is and the stereotype holds true and you guys with the sam smith debacle and melting down okay in your pews are playing into the stereotype that you are because this guy, I think that Sam is non-binary, whatever, okay? Sam Smith, as you'll take it, Performed at the Grammys, um, the song Unholy, right? And if you did not, like, literally, this is catching storm. If this did not blow up, literally, create like the backlash from conservatives, did not create a forest fire in your phone and cause your phone to implode on the spot. If you miss this, okay, Sam Smith performed this, it, it, this like obvious, you know devil worshipy they're all in red dressed like devils and he's in these like they are in these platform you know red stripper shoes and this whole thing and conservative like right-wing folk are acting like sam smith is going hand in hand and is the assistant to Satan himself. Like Satan is here among us, and Sam is his accomplice, okay? And on top of it, So they're performing the song Unholy with Kim Petras, I think is her name, who's a trans woman. And in the commentary, aside the fact that they are full-blown, like I said, melting down, it'll be like, you know, Sam who is identifies as non-binary performing with Kim, a man, you know, parading around as a woman and yada, yada, yada. And yes, while I think, as you know, some of the, you know, the pronouns and this and that and the chest beating and the people menstruating persons and all of this is lunacy and some of it is absolute nonsense, um, not to mention eradicating, you know, <laughs> the history of women's rights, but that's another can of worms. I do agree, of course, that some of it has gone extreme and batty and is just unnecessary. But like, why do you guys have to go this hard? And also, why are you giving it this much of your energy? This is where not only you're hypocritical, but you play into the stereotype because conservatives have Always been known for having their panties in the biggest wad, like the biggest wedgie that your high school bully has ever seen has ever literally gave him carpal tunnel giving it to them okay. Um, over anything that is somewhat referencing like Jesus or the Bible in, you know, an inappropriate way or in a provocative way. And also you are the very thing, like this is long history with you guys, but now the problem is it's gone on the left, which were always like the wild west of it all. And now these assholes are all uptight, but you're doing what you claim that they are always doing right like being so uptight about everything and judging and nitpicking and and, you know deeming what isn't it isn't inappropriate so it's like why give it this much energy what if you what if i'm gonna give you a task okay what if literally conservatives were just like you know what they're fucking looney tunes crazy over there in hollywood like we're gonna be over here doing our thing you know what i mean And the reason that I say that it's hypocritical, like a perfect example of this is when Candace Cameron Burr got so much shit for her network great American family, like that the Puritans rolling in their graves are literally giving a standing O to. They're like, we love this shit. And the ghosts of turning butters are going to be watching every moment, right? Because that network got so much shit from woke people for the opposite thing, like not including trans and gays and all this and all that. It's like, you guys go back and forth like assholes, like the biggest morons and it's truly insane it just goes round and round in a circle that no one asked for right and to take it back the most famous probably example besides prince like with his ass out in all his glory like may he rest in peace um is madonna right as you all know when she rolled around in a wedding dress you know donning the cross to like a virgin at the vmas circa 84 bitch it caused the biggest uproar. Same thing, like it is the end of the world. She actually, in a recent interview, said that after that whole thing, she was backstage after the fact and her manager was like, your career is over, right? And this shit still stands. It's like, really, this is getting old. Why don't y'all rise above the stereotype and just be like, you know what, to each their own. Like you claim that you do and that you want the same thing in return, but no such luck. The other Madonna example, if you should recall, is her like a prayer music video, okay? And this should hit the fan because she is out here dancing in front of burning crosses. And again, we cannot have the J-Man. We cannot have Jesus represented in any which way that would be deemed, you know, inappropriate or unholy, you know, no pun intended. It's like, how dare, how dare. It's like, honestly, guys, like loosen up, loosen up a little. You know what I mean? Just like, again, let people live. But anyway, with like a prayer, it was so controversial, not only because of the burning crosses, but because there was a black Jesus in it. And here's a little sidebar. Don't know if you know this, but the director of that video, who's a woman, recently um said that the reason it was a black jesus which caused a lot of controversy was number one because i guess madonna was like i want to bone a black man on this altar and just really live my best life because the whole song right is a metaphor for like you know religious euphoria and sexual euphoria you know like we love an analogy, right? Coming together. And also they say that it was a twist on, you know, turning the KKK on its head because the director was like, if the KKK could use the cross as a symbol for such inhumane uh, thought processes and behavior, we're going to flip that on its head um, and show it in a way of like love and sexuality. And again, like sexual bliss and all these things, right? So- but that again back in the day no likey no likey from the religious folks religious groups who wanted to protest and boycott the straight up pope who was like this gal ain't allowed on our turf okay it's not gonna happen like she needs to save herself and she needs to confess and even pepsi like again cancel culture before it's time who pulled a $5 million ad from this bee because they were like, excuse me, the provocative use of the crucifix. We we can, and listen, if you think I'm a little loosey-goosey about this, as a Jew, I would warmly welcome the same behavior, okay? If Madonna was out here parading around with star of David pasties on her nips, I would welcome it warmly, sweetheart. I would be like, you know what, girl? I'm going to be reflecting about you in Temple, okay? The next time I go in 2035, like the great Jew that I am. No, but that is just the whole thing with the Sam Smith. It just, the Sam Smith. Um, it just really, again, you guys just are fueling woke people and liberals who make fun of you about how uptight you are. So like, why give them a taste of their own medicine? Like just walk away, just walk away, you know, and be the bigger people, but in all reality, right. It's like actually do the thing that you so much get disgruntled by and preach about, which is like, quit telling me how to live, um, censoring my art, telling me, or, you know, my speech, telling me what to do and how to be when y'all are doing that same thing. Moreover, have you seen sam smith's new music video because i'll tell you this we have bigger fish to fry than you know his red drag shoe satan whatever was going on there at the grammys okay with his pasties in his new music video like seriously sweetheart leave that to Lil kim circa 1999 when diana ross was all of us and a person of the people And just played with her titties on stage at the vmas okay like leave that to us amongst other things my god my god no but also i feel like this whole thing with the sam smith like also like they're saying it was bdsm it's inappropriate for children is this man is this is this performer i should say is this musician a protege of the actual devil. Like I, there's a part of me that also thinks because Sam Smith has recently gotten controversy, even funny enough, the woke eating the woke again, yet again, um, reminds me of the Dave Chappelle example, right? With his stand-up. But uh because of Sam Smith's new video, not unholy, I think it's called Somebody to Love or something like that. Um, Sam Smith got shit, even from people in the LGBT community. I forget exactly what it was. Cause again, everything is so con- uh, confusing right now, but all that goes to say, there's a part of me that really thinks that Sam Smith is just doing this because he's already getting heat. Um, again, no pun intended, with the hell, you know, a, a Hades reference there, um, to be a ball buster, right. And to start shit. That's the other thing, because Madonna at the Grammys it gave a little you know speech and talked about how in culture and in art right and media and entertainment if you aren't deemed problematic or controversial or pushing boundaries like you ain't doing something right and i agree with that for obvious reasons and i have to give it to madonna like even though even though she's gotten you know a little you know ig shameless you know botox happy to be diplomatic here i will give her that because i feel like she actually you know pushed the boundary in a way that like we look back and was so iconic and was so unheard of at the time the sam smith thing that's why it's like take it or leave it who fucking cares because number one it's like everything is so over the top shameless do we not forget this is the same ceremony that put on the performance of WAP where Meg the stallion and Cardi B were literally making it rain and basically going down on each other on a, a ginormous bed. Okay. So the Grammys are shameless. These performers are shameless. Again, at this point, I don't even know what is boundary pushing every more, anymore because everything is so extra and it's like, why you know, I'm not a parent yet, but conservatives are uptight because it's like Sam Smith is teaching your kids. Cardi B is teaching your kids this. And it's like, really? I see. So Sam Smith and Cardi B have hereby taken over the body of Miss Frizzle in the magic school bus and is the actual, you know, fourth grade instructor to your child. It's like, well, then don't have them watch it. Like, it's not that hard. It's literally, it is not that hard. So That's the other thing. That's why it's like, take it with a a grain of salt. Do you know what I mean? Because now everything is like so extra. And you know what, if that's what they want to do, so be it. I happen to like a, you know, biblical commentary, you know, inappropriate a la Megan Fox, uh, you know, MGK dominatrix moment. That's just me. Like I'm here for the thrill and I'm here for the moment, but Hey, that's just me. And this is also, you know, before I transition into our next topic, this is also shining a light on how, you know, I joke about conservatives needing to loosen up a little bit, but it's like, you guys holding on to such a puritanical view of, our culture in this country and how we should live, it just ain't holding up. Like, it's a different time. Like, again, sure, maybe with the pilgrims, but that shit ain't flying today. And it's proven in your very community. Like, the fact that you are so, like, airtight with a lid on sexuality, it's just not even reflective. Like, we're sexual beings, and it's not even reflective of who we are. And it's almost like the strict parent. Like, you know, the strict parent in high school who is like in the bushes with binoculars at your graduation party, watching you funnel a beer and you will hear from it later, sweetheart. But like, it's those kids who would rebel and act out the most because it's like they had again, that like lid on them so tight. That's almost like what's coming, what's been coming out for years with conservatives and politicians. It's like, they have this white picket fence, Stepford wives, um, you know, orthodoxy, but these are the people, I'm not saying it doesn't go for everyone universally in both sides, but you hear time and time again, especially conservative politicians who have history and it comes out of, you know, inappropriate sexual behavior or payoffs, um, even like not to get dark, but like underage sex stuff, shady shit going on. So all I'm saying is like, maybe look in the mirror because, you know, I don't know how much that this is helping you folks. It's like, let's just liberate ourselves and really live. Like you say, you want the other folks here in the woke side to let you do, you know what I mean? So Sam Smith, take it or leave it. Like, honestly, it is just not worth uh, this much energy. This is because, like I said, the woke crowd has made everything like deconstructed everything, has dissected everything, you know, like the right is doing with this, you know, basically putting up billboards. And also, like, you guys are giving this guy, this person, Sam Smith, more attention, like, more, again, more energy, right? Inadvertently, but basically, like, putting it on billboards, right? And this is what the woke has done. And this is why it has made entertainment not even fun because nothing, nothing can just like be digested or make a statement without 20 hundred think pieces, dissertations and our own inner demons of thought of inner monologues. Right? So a perfect example of this is the Netflix movie, you people, you people all I gotta say is you got a bitch out here confused. Okay. So you people is created, it was created and written by the man who created Blackish and Jonah Hill. And the whole premise, it's supposed to be again, don't even know when this says it all, right? Like a satire and commentary on um the the current you know climate of racial interactions and um status and all this so jonah hill plays this affluent jew from la and he gets in a relationship with a black muslim gal and her dad is eddie murphy who nobody wants to cross like (laughs) haunting my dreams and if you know you know and you'll you will see what i mean but I'm watching the movie and I'm literally thinking to myself, like, should I laugh? Should I cry? Should I be offended? And then I'm thinking, too, if I say I don't like the movie, does that make me a racist? Like, this is how complicated this whole environment has made this. It's like we can't even watch a goddamn movie anymore without doing mental gymnastics. So this is this movie is a little bit, I feel, of a play on the iconic um, 1967 movie, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which was a blatant um, a comedy drama, but a blatant satire in which a white woman brings home a black man, right? And the whole family is like shocked in the whole thing. And it's satire because it's obviously showing how racism is not okay. And what have you now a 2005 kind of twist on that movie if you guys remember was the romantic comedy guess who with bernie mack as the dad and zoe zaldana brings home the white boy ashton kutcher and that i i mean it's been i don't even know if i've seen it but i can like remember the movie poster and i don't know if how well you guys remember it but even like i can i i have vague memory of it, not being like making the point and being entertaining and making a point about relationships and interracial relationships and race and not being this fucking confusing. Right. So in you people, for example, there's a moment where, cause Eddie Murphy is like the disapproving father who's actually like racist towards white people. And this is where also like you have a split of, of reactions of how people feel about it. Because on one end of it, it's like, why is the white family, like Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays the mom of Jonah Hill, like why are they portrayed as like, you know, the fumbling um, naive morons who are constantly trying to like appease and tiptoe around the black family. And the black family is, um, you know, disapproving. And again, like almost racist towards the white folks, right? And then on the other side, you have people who are like, This is Nobel worthy, uh, a work of art indeed, right? And so you have that clash right there. But there's a moment where Eddie Murphy's in the car with Jonah Hill and he's trying to get him to say the N word. And we know how confusing this entire dialogue has been you know, the Morgan Wallens of it all, like all of this, if you're saying it in a derogatory way, in a like term of endearment, like to a friend, I don't want to hear you say it at all. Well, they're saying it in music. So how do we not say it? Like all this, right? So I'm watching the scene and I'm like, what is it trying to say? Like, what is it telling us that like, it's bad? It's not bad. Is it making fun of woke people for making everything so uptight? Like, I don't even know. Then there's a scene when they're sitting again, like guess who would never Bernie Mac is probably like, I don't even know, bro. I don't, I don't even know up here from the golden pearly gates of heaven. What is going on down there? Because then there's a scene where there's again, like it's just so telling of our time right how this is supposed to be like a funny satirical comedy and it's like what actually is happening they're sitting at dinner and the black family and the white family basically get into a debate of which is worse slavery or the holocaust and again I'm watching it being like I'm kind of annoyed but am I am I offended wait do I feel bad for them do I feel bad hot mess hot mess so it's like bring back energy make entertainment great again make entertainment understandable again and digestible again and not to the point where we are you know again deconstructing everything and trying to find the complexities and the intricacies of every little scene and what it's trying to say like this is what you've done to us and we can't even enjoy not even like it even goes beyond who we're seeing on screen it goes past that and into the inner working and who's behind the scenes like we all know about the quotas in hollywood and beyond right of uh, this person this amount of people have to be hired for this like it's it's no longer i feel about like who's best for the job right so we know this but even i was reading a story and my girl barry weiss's sub the free press the other day all about how wokeness has infiltrated the arts and made up now um kind of like shuffled around uh, the, um, the structures, right. And the actual institutions and who's calling the shots and who makes up who, and they they tell the story of this man who's the head of the American contemporary ballet. And because he didn't post a black square for BLM because on the ballet Instagram, because he said, this is about art to me. I don't want to make it political and sidebar while the beauty of art is that it can, doesn't have to be, but that it can move us and be so um, political and controversial push boundaries, like back to Madonna. You know what I mean? This isn't his jive. Like, this ain't his game. And he got so much shit, lost funding. His performers and dancers were getting shit. Um, is still trying to gain his reputation back, right? Like had all these repercussions. So it's just no bueno. And again, it makes us just really uh reflect on the meaning of everything and have existential crises as if like we don't have enough already so last but not least is my gal Pam Anderson who is out here reclaiming her narrative and her fame like the sex object goddess that she is and I have to say even like my free the nipple bra burning feminist friends are like, Pam Anderson is my hero, right? And I feel like this is why. She has now re-entered the spotlight on the heels of the Hulu series, Pam and Tommy. That's another story for another time, right? Obviously she is not happy about that because it's kind of like resurfaced everything and she didn't have a say in it and all this. But she has a new documentary on Netflix, a new memoir out, and has been doing all these interviews and all of this press. And the reason I say that not only was she just this—it's uh, funny too because it was almost like unbeknownst to her, it's like she didn't set out to be this. Like, oh, there goes there goes my mic. This is how enthusiastic I am about Pam Anderson and her iconic, um, her iconic goddess self and titties. Um, she didn't set out to be this like savvy pop culture staple and icon, right? Um, but she was. She was just emblematic of feminine beauty and sexuality and feeling so empowered by that and not being a victim. And I think that's why, she, and, and just being so unapologetic and owning it and owning that power. And I think that's why even the feminists alike, the ones who you think would be like, don't give into, you know, the man prototype of a perfect woman. Like they even are like, that's my bitch over there. And with all of this coming out with Pam Anderson, it's so interesting to me because I feel like the media is so focused and hell-bent on what a victim she was. And they almost exacerbate her traumas and make it so much worse than it than it um, is and was. Not that she doesn't recognize that because she absolutely does, but that's what they, again, want us to feel and focus on, right? So a couple examples are, even before her sex tape, right. That was again, before people were putting their whole assholes with G-strings on Instagram, like this was completely private property that was exploited and destroyed her reputation and her life. And she, she became complete media fodder. But before that, even she had a really traumatic life right she was she talks about in the documentary and this is nothing we didn't know but she talks about being molested on and off by her babysitter at a young age she talks about being raped by a man over twice her age when she was 12 and playboy for her as she says was really a way to reclaim her sexuality and make it hers and was so empowering for her And one of my favorite to this day examples, which she doubles down on in this press run was her comments on Me Too. She was asked about Me Too, I believe on the Megyn Kelly show when everything was kind of going on. And this is coming from, this is why she's such a boss because this is coming from someone who number one was a actual, um, survives, you know, endured so much trauma and was an actual victim of so many things, but also was, like, the woman who defined a generation and continues to of, like, classic, powerful, like I said, um, sexuality and beauty. And who, you know, in Hollywood and beyond, right? Again, that embodiment. And- it's so interesting because at the time she talked about me too and basically said, you know, my mom taught me never to go to, you know, if a man opens a, the hotel room in a robe, like run, right? Like it's not going to, it's not going to bode well for you, that idea. And she got so much shit for it at the time because it was deemed, you know, victim blaming. Right. And I wholeheartedly, and I've said this before, agree with that sentiment. Right. I feel like they're two different things, and this again is coming from someone like her who endured such pain um, and trauma, right? Unwillingly being forced into a situation versus as a woman having the power and the self worth and the wherewithal to like bow out and be like, not for me today, bra. But you know, you and your hand have at it, you know. And that's why it's very controversial because people would argue, well it's just perpetuating a cycle. Men shouldn't be doing that behavior. Of course they shouldn't, right? But again, it's the wherewithal of arming yourself and not putting yourself in a bad situation and people do bad things. Why do people rob banks? Why do people kill people, right? So it's that kind of idea. And in this recent press run now, all these years later, interview magazine asked her about it she's like now in hindsight how do you feel about those comments and the bitch doubles down she's like I could go on even more she's like my mom this was the feminist that she was taught me that I should not be going into a hotel room with a guy and if I do I better get the job (laughs) like that is Pam Anderson in a nutshell that authority and autonomy and she says you know It's not that Me Too hasn't done great things because it has. It's taught people to not cross that line and people are wanting themselves more and not um, indulging that inappropriate behavior. But on the other end of it, she says that she really had this self-respect instilled in her to not put herself in those situations because we can't be dumbing women down to the point where they have no idea what they're getting themselves into and that they're that naive. And that's again totally different from someone like a Harvey Weinstein who purposefully, forcefully rapes somebody who is unwilling. Like that's two totally different things in my mind. So I just love that she stands by it and doubles down on it. And I think that it's such a powerful message that it is is like wraps up in a bow everything that she symbolizes and is about, right? Is that power and so not being a victim. Even when it comes to Hugh Hefner, it's so interesting to me because these reporters by their own admission have the biggest ax to grind with this guy. It's like, again, it's like the conservatives just let the dude be what, what is he even up to these days? You like, honestly, let him be, like he's bothering you. Let him go be, you know, boater boating and boob heaven, resting on his laurels, laurels on the holy playboy grail and whatever it is he's doing over there. Okay. And she won't cave into it. Even one of the reporters, I think it's for The Guardian, who did a long feature on her, they admit, like, you know, as much as I tried to get her to dish Hugh Hefner, like, I can't do it, right? Because obviously the reason that Pam Anderson became such a worldwide – um, phenomenon and icon was because of her i think she's posed them as more than anybody else in playboy and her centerfolds and her photos like all of it are just beyond legendary and so she won't like to this day she just won't uh shit on hugh hefner and uh give give woke uh you know politically correct journalists the satisfaction that they are looking for unfortunately so that's what i really take away from pam anderson and also how smart that she is i almost wish that the documentary played that up more because in it she talks about when she was you know back in the day in her heyday before and even after the sex tape right like even though she became a punchline she was always asked about like her fake boobs and her boyfriends and she wanted to be more than that and she is you know she's intelligent she's no dummy and even in those interviews back in the day what i love about her is even when you had people like jay leno or matt lauer right of all people being like are your tits real You know, and that in and of itself is a whole other other debate of, you know, is that appropriate? Is that tacky or is it's not? Like on what is it not? On one end of it, you could argue like she unabashedly put herself out there as a sex icon, like the big silicone tits and, you know, the image and the whole thing. So it's fair game. On the other end of it, people could argue like, is it tacky? Is it disrespectful? Again, another can of worms. But what I love about her is that she wasn't totally offended. Like, how dare you? And she wasn't a, you know, and she wasn't a, she wasn't a ditz about it either. Like, oh yeah, here you go. It's like, she kind of gave them a little, like beat them at their own punchline and was so um, quick witted. But my one qualm I will say with the documentary is how, you know, it talks about this, like boobs and boyfriends and how it was just too much. And yet, ironically, I feel like that's what the documentary did, like really recount her history of all these toxic relationships and the tumultuous up and downs and her body image and all this. And it sprinkles a little bit in about how how knowledgeable she is about the world and different issues. And I almost wish it punched that up more, you know? But even in her memoir, it talks about how she would read like Fidel Castro's diaries and, you know, talks about communism. And in the documentary, it talks about the time that she literally negotiated with Putin over Russian practices, uh, that were harmful to animal and for, you know, animal well-beings and animal rights. And that is boss bitch moves. Like this is not a man that you want to go up against on high school debate team. Okay. Again, will not go well for you. And also I just love that image of picturing Pam Anderson in her glowing, like goddess form and body going up against Putin. Can you imagine this guy with his dick in his hand? He probably was like, Whatever you say in a trance, in a trance, like drooling in Russian, like whatever you say, I will happily oblige, like the power of a woman. So I wish that uh, it punched that up a little bit more. But again, why, um, you know, why she is just a legend in her own right. But it got me thinking on the whole and what this whole, you know, episode is, you know, captures, right? Is like we can't even enjoy. Pam Anderson's like sexual, like prevailing and revolution, and how much it did for women to be liberated, and all this, and like just sexuality on a visual level, right? How it makes us as women feel, and even men too, like you and you guys and your ancestors and your ancestors' ancestors who jerked off to Pam Anderson's centerfolds. No, but. It's like, we can't even enjoy that anymore for what it is, right? Or like how much of a boss she is or how much of a class act she is and was handling herself um, on the world stage. It's like, we dissect everything. The satire, I think, don't even know of you people. You know, Sam Smith, whatever ritual hex seance that this this person was up to over there. Like nothing is just for pure entertainment anymore. And it's like, let's just enjoy. You know, Ray Romano said it best to me when I interviewed him in Hollywood right before shit hit uh, the fan with the vid. But he said, you know, you have to push the envelope. Otherwise, no, everybody will be like, he makes fun of himself and everybody loves Raymond, right? Like a vanilla sitcom, haha, jokey family um, comedy. But he says, everybody will be me. And that is boring. And so we have to allow like both groups have to allow the other to push the envelope, let everyone do their thing and not deconstruct and dissect everything to make it all so goddamn confusing. And also- like the old school creator told me, because we talked about the difference of comedy then and now, right? And because of this, like even how comedians are so on edge and walking on eggshells and watching their own ass of like what they can and can't say, even like he says, like, sure, the comedy I do now from back in the day of old school when it was a little over the top or gratuitous, like may not fly. Maybe it's different now. But, you know, we still managed to sprinkle in some dick jokes. And so that's all I got to say about that, whether it be comedy, whether it be dick jokes, make media entertaining again. The ceremony in the house of Cancel Me Baby has now concluded. Now go forth and enjoy your day.